Take 67. Just so everybody knows, we are two takes away until we have the most jam-packed take of all time. This is what I'm going to sign off is after the two takes. Anyways, I'm playing. We have a great take today for take 67. First and foremost, we finally have him on. Our beloved producer, the one, the only, Jives. Well, his real name is Jonah, but I just know him as Jives. So we're going to introduce him. Uh, Kamika will do the introduction on that. And then Colin Trevorrow for episode nine. His script was leaked. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Morbius trailer came out. We'll be hitting that as well. And then Guns Akimbo. And we have a trilogy, National Treasure 3. Nicolas Cage, hopefully he's coming back, is in develop is in development right now. Cannot wait for that. Love National Treasure. That's a cable movie right there. And then we're going to be talking some movie reviews, Just Mercy, and Weathering With You. And to wrap this whole take up, we are talking Oscar nominees. We're going to give you who we think will win and also who we want to win. We're going to talk about some snubs and things like that. And to wrap it all up, Jives, like we do with every guest, He's going to give us our to- his top five movies of all time. And without further ado, Kamiko, can you introduce Jives for us? Sweet, everyone. Sweet Jonah Jives. Brown here is movie, pro- not movie producer, soon to be movie producer, maybe. <laughs> um, music producer specializing in... Mainly EDM? I don't know a whole lot about the ground that you cover. I know it's more specific than just EDM. Great friend. We were in Chile together. We have made two rap songs that we will include (laughs) in the link in the pod if you want to go listen to it. They're both on SoundCloud. And overall, great guy. Just hard worker, great friend, great person. Jives. Tell us a little bit about the music that you make, because we know that you make music, but we don't really know the category. And give us a brief, there you go. Take it from there, my friend. Okay. First of all, that was an amazing introduction. So hats off to you, Geeks. And yeah. I'm 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 giving myself a nice little round of of applause as we speak. Honestly, I'm just stoked to finally be on the pod. I've been helping produce it for, I don't know, a couple months now? Uh, since September, since mid-September, yeah, so yeah, three months, Kimiko four months. Called me, Kamiko called me in September. He's like, so what do you think about the pod? Like, are you serious about it? And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, of course, it's a fun hobby. And I was like, man, we need to rebrand, though. I mean, the Snapchat logo is cutting <laughs> it. logo. Our quality is not the greatest. And then that's when Jive's entered the picture. And, man, you have definitely, definitely helped a lot with the sweet film talk being rebranded. My gosh. And the music, the intro music. Slaps. It's my favorite thing. I'm not kidding. When you first sent it to me, I would listen to it like six or seven <laughs> times a day before we even <laughs> uploaded it. I love it so much. Hey, I honestly just love the podcast, so I'm stoked to help out. I think we have some serious potential in the future, so I'm stoked to be here. I don't even think I've heard that from my own mother, so mom, <laughs> Jonah, come, just come on, Dana. Look out. Come on. <laughs> We love that yeah, so Jives, much. We, we, we are blessed to have Jives just the big three. Are you kidding? The big three for real, though. You know, you know, Keeks is the MVP. Jives, you're like 
the just the sub of the game, the big X factor. Is it like the and six just, man, like I, a Lou I, Will? Yeah, exactly. And I'm the guy that just kind of gets the dirty work, gets the rebounds, you know, does the intangibles. You're like a just, Ben just, Wallace. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take a Ben Wallace. Like a, like got, a, he's a dude, I don't even know. You're like a LeBron, though, because you give, you just hype up the team, too. And you get those crazy, hype. you get those tomahawk dunks. I don't know what I'd be, can I, can I say like I'm like a, like a Steph? I'm a Warriors fan. Can I be Steph? Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, and maybe Jonah's like Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. <laughs> And then I've heard from don't, so don't. many people that I look like Clay Thompson. So you kind of do. Oh, you do. You do. Oh, I was like, weird. Kamiko, do not tell. Do not tell me I'm Draymond Green because I will end this podcast and have you guys do take sixty seven. Don't get. No, you're not. You're, no, you're you're definitely LBJ. We'll have to find a way to Photoshop all three of us into something. I'll we'll I'll get working out. on it. I'll get working on I it. I love that. I love that, dude. TC. I think from all three of us, maybe even the whole Sweets community, Colin Trevorrow, we are so sorry. I'm uh, at least on my behalf. I, his script for episode nine, TC, take it away. How tight was that? I was shocked. He's got to be kicking himself, saying, "Why did I do Book of Henry before <laughs> Star Wars? We could have just put uh, a oh yeah, dude. It the the title, Duel the Fates." That is cool. I like that title. I mean, I was all in on Ray of Hope or even Rise of the Resistance, which is apparently a Star Wars theme. I swear they listen to our podcast. It is a Rise of Resistance. Look, Disney, we don't need residuals. We don't need royalties. Just, you know, bring bring us on. Let us be your official podcast of the Disney family. Sure. Yeah, you know, give us a little marketing. But, no, I think the script... Is pretty cool and jives. You haven't heard about the script, have you? I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but I haven't actually read it. So I'm stoked to hear yeah. what it says. Keeks, do you want to share with all the sweets about episode nine, Duel of the Fates, which I, would I think love to. honestly should be made? <laughs> let's, it, I mean, let's, let's do it. Whenever we talked about wanting to remake The Last Jedi, I was like, oh, come on, you you baby boys, you you freaking crybabies. And now that I'm on that end with The Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, remake it, remake it. Which brings us to a post that we saw from Geek Facts, who followed up on a story originally given by R.M. Burnett, who's a YouTuber. And this is what more or less the plot of um, Duel of the Fates, Episode Nine, was going to be by Colin Trevorrow, director and writer of Jurassic World and the writer of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is, the opening crawl was going to say, the iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death, determined to suffocate a growing unrest. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, which I'm going to put my own opinion in here. I think Kylo Ren's character arc in this movie would have been significantly better than in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, Yeah, I agree. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Rey's arc, not a Palpatine, perfect. I love that. She was a no one. She was trained by Force Ghost Luke. She questions the Jedi and balance. Then Kylo's arc, no redemption. Perfect. Kylo Ren will... In the story, he kills, he's killed Rey's parents by order of Snoke, and he's haunted by Luke Skywalker, Luke's 
Ghost during the entire film. He also fights Darth Vader and destroys his mask, where it's in a quote says, you allowed love to cloud your judgment. I don't know if that's, oh, that's probably Kylo talking to Darth Vader. And then other details, the Resistance will, would steal a Star Destroyer. Rose Tico has a key role, which, whether you like Rose or not, the way she was handled in The Rise of Skywalker is so sad. Man. At least in my opinion. Man, they, they brushed that, they brushed oh, that under the rug. She's in it for like had, a minute and a half. Like 70 yeah, seconds, scre- I think someone counted. Her screen time is roughly like a minute, seriously. Yeah, it, yeah, it, really, it really is. is. Um, but anyways, it would say that Kylo and Rey fight on Mortis, and Han Solo would be in it and confronts Kylo, and they're on a journey to find Palpatine's Sith Master, Tor Valum. And part of this would be Kylo Ren would be on Mustafar in Darth Vader's castle, and he would find a Sith holocron that would lead him to Tor Valum, who was Palpatine's master. And Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda appear as Force ghosts at the end of the film. That is something that I I was convinced was going to happen, is that we would get huge scene with Force ghosts, everyone, almost like the portal scene in Endgame, but you just get their voices instead. And I thought it was just such... I don't know. I thought it was such a wasted opportunity. And that's that's all I'm going to say, guys. Thoughts off of the description firsthand. What are we thinking? Jives, hit us. What do you think? It sounds so much better. Let's just be real. And didn't they didn't they film scenes for the Force Ghosts and just cut them out at the end? That's what they I've did. Heard. I've heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. Like they had Hayden Christensen on and everything, and they filmed the scene, but they just they'd cut it out at the end or something, which is just such a letdown because we all needed Anakin to come How back. How cool Let's would be that real. be? Yeah. And this whole like Episode Nine is essentially Return of the Jedi, but it takes away. Anakin Skywalker's redemption arc. He for six movies, he's the focus of six movies, and in this ninth movie, it's just like, oh well, okay. I mean, yeah, th- thanks, but um, actually, it didn't work. It, it just seems I, so I, weird. I think the best part about Trevorrow's script is no Palpatine. Yes, that, that I contradicts. Agree. I mean, I mean, the fact that they brought him back like contradicts everything. It just feels like a shoe in, and then Ray being a Palpatine. I actually kind of prefer her to be a no one yes. over Palpatine. Like, and that's what alluded to in the Last Jedi. And then the fact that Kylo killed her parents that makes Kylo even more of a bad dude. I mean, sure, he killed countless of people and villages. But the fact that he killed Ray's parents, like that adds some more depth to their, you know, chemistry, their connection. And I would have been all for that. The fact that he has no redemption, I did like Kylo's story overall in the new, in the sequel trilogy. But the fact that he has no redemption, and that's what I thought Ryan Johnson was trying to do in Last Jedi. He was trying to make Kylo like the guy, the yeah. absolute bad, bad guy. And it just kind of falls flat with bringing Palpatine back. And we've already, we've, we've beat Rise of Skywalker man <laughs> to <laughs> death. But I really like this script. I think they should have gave him a, sh- a, a, a shot. At it. And I think they, I think Disney and everybody just felt like, oh, shoot, let's go back to J.J. and have him finish up what he did. And originally, we were all for it. But after the script being released, man, this is a pretty – I thought this would have been a good conclusion to to this new sequel trilogy. And it would have been something new and fresh instead of bringing Palpatine back. So – I personally like it. Now, we haven't seen it on screen, how everything would be condensed and flow, 
But overall, the draft, I think it's better than Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I completely potential, agree. Potential is there. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And that, that's a good point that you bring up is, I mean, yeah, you can have like the best sounding script idea and everything, but if the execution sucks, I mean, like I'm sure the Book of Henry on paper seemed like a good idea. Someone picked it up, but just the execution of it was was weird, apparently. I never saw it, but I saw like what it was about. Yeah, it was it was a little strangely dark, if you guys haven't seen it. Like, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know the plot. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, I, I I love the title, Duel of the Fates. That is that is pretty rad. So, I, Trevaro, hopefully, hopefully something will happen here. Maybe maybe you'll direct a Mandalorian episode for season two. I don't know. Bring but back I think Ruin he Johnson. Need, he needs some redemption because that script is actually not bad. So, no. and how do we feel about Morbius, huh? Fifteen years too late. That's how this, I feel. This this personally feels like a Venom, but with Jared Leto as Morbius, a.k.a. Vampire. And I gotta say this. For those that haven't seen the trailer, they give away, like, a huge plot. A spoiler. Exactly. They give away Michael Keaton at the end. Like, I, I want to go into that. I want to go into that movie not knowing that he's in there. The vulture, that this is tied up together. Like, that is so dumb. I, I would have been in the movie like sitting there being like oh my gosh like vultures in it are they gonna try to connect everybody together here soon i thought that was dumb sorry but the movie looks the movie looks fine like i'll i'll, I'll go see it but again it looks like a venom like a a lesser a lesser venom from tom hardy you know yeah i feel like everything in the entire movie is given away in the trailer like i feel like i don't even need to see it anymore i watched the trailer yep. and that's basically yep. <laughs> i know everything about it uh, 100%. Poorly executed trailer. I mean, I mean yeah. could you could you imagine having seen a Far From Home trailer and then at the very end you get uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson in the back? Oh, it takes yeah. away a huge part of the movie that you just watched. Like, why do I know that he's back now? That takes away. It's just like, no, it, I don't. You know, it just it doesn't work for me as well. Actually, I saw the end of it and I was like, it's like, why is he? Why is he in this? Shouldn't. Isn't he like in jail or something? And so now my brain is all confused of how do these universes connect? And I know that, um, as a side note, Mr. Sunday Movies, he has a video explaining the Sony Marvel um, uh, agreement. I haven't seen it yet, so I couldn't explain this to you guys. But I don't know. Seems like a mess. Uh, Hopefully it's good, but probably won't be. Hopefully it's good, though. I don't hope anything fails. I hope it's good. (laughs) Probably won't, but I hope. I said this several takes ago. I think they should try to have all these villains mesh together. Venom, you have a great Venom. I thought Venom movie was fine. But if you can somehow incorporate Spider-Man and Venom crossing paths, especially as Tom Hardy as Venom, man, I think that would be a blast maybe in one or two movies down the road when he's graduated, he's interning at the you know the Daily Bugle. I think that would be a blast. You got to do it in Manhattan. You can't have Tom Holland go to San Francisco. So, maybe they're preparing for that long term. Who knows? Yeah. I think that's about as much as <laughs> yeah. as anyone gu- even cares about gu- Morbi- Morbius at this point. Yes. But there is, Guns like as we've said, there, we, we will talk about trailers. Not every trailers, but trailers that seem to pop out to us. And this trailer with Harry Potter himself in it, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Guns Akimbo. 
I'm not even going to describe the trailer. I just, what did you guys think when you saw the trailer? <laughs> I was shocked. Let's be honest. I was shocked. I don't know what to expect from the movie. It looked really cool, but I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I watched I watched the Red Band trailer. I was just dying. It felt like The Purge, but a little, with a little comedic relief it, and nailed guns to the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, he wakes up and's like trying to put his pants on, but like has guns bolted to his hand. Bolted into his hand. Yeah. I remember look, last it year like there was blast. an image of Daniel Radcliffe in a robe with his underwear on, two guns and like lion paws for slippers. I was like, what is this? And I had remember seeing the the title, but I totally forgot it was coming out this year. So seeing the trailer, also Samara Weaving was in Ready or Not, which was one of my favorite movies of last year. She's in it. It has like a like a hardcore Henry gritty feel to it. Yeah. With kind of yeah, that same Henry. bit of humor without like the first person camera. And I think it's going to be a great little gem for the year. It's definitely on my like most anticipated list. When when does it come out? I didn't see. Uh, you want me to check real quick? Here, let me check real quick. Just because. Keep... I, th- I think. <laughs> it Kimbo. It's an hour and a half see. long. It comes out February 28th. It comes out oh like a gosh. month. Wow. It's right around the corner. <laughs> okay. um, it has 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. We don't care about that, but just to give you an idea, I think I think it's going to I think it's going to I think it's going to do pretty well. I think a lot of people have liked the trailer. Yeah, it looks just action packed, over the top. So, uh National Treasure 3, guys. <laughs> what are we what are we trying to steal? Oh gosh. Um, is Nicolas Cage coming back for this? I mean, it cannot be National Treasure without Oh, Nicolas he definitely Cage. will. I think this is what happens. He he comes in at the last minute to be the Democratic National Party's uh, um, <laughs> ca- uh, candidate to run against Donald Trump, and that'll be the movie. So they're oh going to pump it out before gosh. this upcoming I November. I would love that. <laughs> wow. It, him, he he beats Crazy Joe in the last minute, and um, he has to become president in order to get full access to the Book of Secrets <laughs> so that I we ought- can understand... I don't know. Maybe there's something buried under the Washington Monument. Who knows? I I honestly feel like if Nicolas Cage did run right now as a Democratic candidate, he would lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, I do love my boy Bernie, but um yeah I, I'd I'd have to give the vote to to NC, especially Nick if you Cage. get that little his face looking at the camera like he did at the end of Mandy. I'm sold. I'm in if he's my candidate. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, like I said in the intro, I think National Treasures are great, fun. They're corny, they're cheesy, they're cable movies, but they're a blast. And it's got Nicolas Cage. So here's my theory. I think it's going to be Nicolas Cage, uh, his family, and his kid is going to be what he was. He's going to live vicariously through him, and he's going to guide him to find treasures and whatnot. So I think it's going to be about his future kid kind of being the new guy, the new search for treasures guru. And all these historic okay, because what? Yeah, it's been. Let's see. So as you keep talking, let me look up to see the last time that we had the movie. When um, the two thousand two thousand four was the first one. What about Book of Secrets though? Oh, keep going. Geez. I'm looking this up. Keep going. Oh, did Sean Bean die in National Treasure? The first one he didn't, right? No, he didn't. He just like oh two thousand seven. 
Dude, look at this. The budget was $139 million for National Treasure, and the box office was $457.4 million. Why Mercy. is it taking so long to get a sequel? That's my big question. They're 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 planning something, dude. They're gonna they're they're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be epic. It's gonna get some Oscar knobs, I'm telling you. Good Nick Cage, best actor. Nick Cage for uh, Mandy, a little bit snubbed last year. Just saying. Yikes. Ooh. Um. Yeah, and it's also gonna be written by the same dude who wrote just barely wrote Bad Boys for Life. Oh so, my gosh, uh, that's awesome. There's good, there's some good buzz around Bad Boys for Life, so I think this dude there can is. write a fun script. Yeah, yeah, make it rated R, why not? Oh, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just like what they're doing with all these kids' books, turning them rated R for, like, grown-up man babies. That's what we want. Freaking yeah, Harley Quinn, whatever, Birds of uh, Prey. So, that's National Treasure. Those are our trailer talks. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to get into some movie reviews? Oh Wait. yeah. We've been we've been waiting. We've been waiting the whole time. Get us the reviews. All right. So let's talk Just Mercy first. And Keeks and I saw this. Jonah, you didn't get to this, did you? No. Like I that, said, I literally live in the middle of nowhere, so the nearest theater was three <laughs> hours away. Playing Good Just night. Mercy. Could you and the imagine? fact that you the fact that you went to weather with you. Two hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you guys don't think Jives is dedicated to the pod, just just listen to that. He Take a look in the mirror. Hours. Ask yourself if yeah. you do the same thing. Good night. Anyways, Just Mercy was directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. It stars Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson. Uh, basically, all it is, it's based on a true story about a civil rights attorney, uh, Brian Stevenson, and he works to free these wrongly condemned, um, you know, death row um convicts so based on a true story it's a pretty fascinating story of how he goes out of his way to really find light in these uh convicted criminals who are actually innocent so overall i I think even yeah keep going just just real quick and it's it's more than just like if he thinks they're innocent it's a lot of these men have no money to get the correct representation that they can so they're just getting these state-appointed sure. attorneys who don't care. They're just trying to turn them in, get them their sentence, and move on to the next person. So that's yeah. like a nice it, little, it, it, yeah. And it happened in uh, Alabama. You know, of course, a lot of racism at the time and what. There's a statistic going on. at the end of this movie that blew my mind. That we'll talk crazy. Yeah. Sheesh. So, so I felt like the I felt like the the ending, the last act was great. But a lot, like the middle act, I felt just dragged, and the pacing was a little off. I thought the performance, performances were fine, especially Michael B. Jordan. I thought he did a good job. Uh, my, Jamie Foxx's mustache at the beginning of the movie was so fake. Unless it's real, that thing is a rug. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's, oh, so, man. I thought the pacing was a little off at times, uh, but again, I liked the last act. Uh, incredible that it's based on a true story and that this this attorney just goes out of his way to really seek justice for those who were wrongly convicted. So I'm going to give this movie a B. I will give it a sweet rating. Um, it's not going to get you out of your seat and be like, oh my gosh, I'm this is so engaging. But definitely the last act, in my opinion, was awesome, especially when it brought up uh, the end credits and gave these um, stati- statistical facts and also about 
the relationship that was created between uh, this attorney and as well as uh, Walter McMillan. So, yeah, yeah, that's my take. Walter McMillan. His nickname was Johnny D. Did it? Did anyone ever discover why it was Johnny D? Or was it just I didn't? Someone just decided to call him Johnny D. Do you know? Do you remember? No. I okay. Don't anyway, anyways, I just like I remembered that thinking, why is it Johnny D? And they never really answer it. Um, yeah, for me, I think the word that I'd use to describe just mercy is formulaic. The and not maybe necessarily in a bad way, but you get on one hand last year a movie like Black, or two years ago a movie like Black Klansman that also has similar plot structure. You know, black man from a different area moves to a new area that's kind of racist. He has to kind of blend in with the white community and help out the other the the black community as well. And he encounters a lot of racist white people. They stop him from acu- from achieving what he wants to achieve. And then goes by the undercover. end of the movie, you see as what? They said goes undercover. Yeah, the, goes the undercover. KKK. Works with Adam Driver. Um, prank calls David Duke. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. That those kind of. Uh, whatever it is um civil rights movies but black Klansman did it in a really interesting and a fresh way i feel like this movie is pretty like bare bones yep oh my gosh oh more racism oh oh the that white guy's kind of like liking black people and sprinkled with some cool scenes in between with the death row inmates uh i a lot of the framing was really interesting and a lot of the shots i kept i i kept stopping to look at the shots and the framing like how windows were positioned and how the camera was looking through at the different characters and to kind of reflect the mood i i realized i liked the movie a lot more than you did um, I give the grade, I give the movie an A minus. It is for sure sweet, but keep in mind, like TC says, the first part of the second act is pretty repetitive and slow. And that was, you know, that that was kind of my, I guess, my biggest complaint about it. And that's yeah. just mercy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to compare this with Black Klansman because Black Klansman, like Spike Lee did a fantastic job with Black Klansman. It was funny. John David Washington and Adam Driver's yeah. chemistry is phenomenal. True. Like that movie is an A quality movie. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie last year. I, that made my top 10. I, th- so, I think that's, that's another thing. A, a good thing that you point out is chemistry. I don't, you don't really feel the chemistry between, um, Walter uh, McMillan. No, Michael B. Jordan and, um, Brie Larson's characters. I mean, they're obviously yeah. working together, but you kind of ho- would want to feel more of a, a connection. And I know not like a romantic connection, just like a friendly connection. And it doesn't ever sure. seem like that either. And her character was a was a pivotal part in this whole story. Brie Larson, the one that she portrayed, like she was very pivotal in in everything that was going on down there. Like she believed that these people were, you know, being. Um, wrongly represented and convicted so yeah just mercy go check it out uh it's a good you know history lesson for sure i know a lot of people are liking it too so yeah the the rotten tomato score of audience score is like 99 percent crazy yeah so uh moving on let's get to weathering (laughs) oh god let's get to weathering with you um i have before we start this i do have a one of the suites, at least one of you guys, reached out to me about their review that they had for it. And this comes from A. Edgel. 
And his review is, if you need to believe in... Oh, gosh, I can't believe I got to read this. Come on, man. <laughs> if you need to believe in love again, you need to see Weathering With You. <laughs> oh, God. The same aesthetic and feel of your name, but hits different. Okay. Wow. Beautifully drawn animated. That's that's true. And that Rad Wimps... Okay, the second time he's used hits different. Okay, so hits different. Um, I never get Japanese humor because it hits different. Just kidding. He didn't add that. I added that. Um, in anime, but I laughed a bunch in this one. A nice love story and had bigger themes than just love. A plus. And I didn't know if it was if your name or this was better. That's where we're gonna jump in. It's not. It is not better than your name. <laughs> no. It for J- sure Jive, is not. Have you, Jive, not. have you seen your name? Oh yeah, your name is is one of my favorites. That was my dog. amazing movie. Are, are, are my we dog talking about it more towards the end? Good. <laughs> it's, so Jonah, you said it's you said your name is one of your favorites. Expound oh, yeah. on that. What did you like and what did you not like about weathering with you? Well, the preface: I drove two hours to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, the tickets. I don't know how much. How much do you guys pay for each ticket? My tickets were $18 each. Yeah, yep, mine was same. 17 18 So, mm-hmm. freak. That's just a letdown. Two hours and then to pay like almost 40 bucks for my wife to go, and I to go see it. It was kind of, it was a letdown. But, like I said, I love Your Name. One of my favorite movies of all time. Weathering With You just, it just fell flat for me. There was, it was not emotional. It felt like kind of just all over the place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, that's a huge thing. Oh yeah. I feel like there are so many elements within the movie that were just unnecessary, that are kind of brought up once and then are just forgotten about later on. Yeah. This is actually a movie I think we'll do spoilers on. Just Mercy. I mean, the st- it's based on a true story. It's you know it happened yeah. years ago. But weathering with you, we'll do some spoilers for. It. I agree. There are some things I oh, didn't okay. really understand okay. why it was there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, without spoilers, I just feel like it fell flat, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, if, if any of you guys have seen your name, you've essentially seen weathering with you just with a slightly (laughs) different plot. It's the same movie. It really is. And and obviously different weather, definitely more (laughs) overcasted. Yeah. More overcast, way fewer meteors, but still some meteors and... There were two um, cameos from the characters of uh, your name in it. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay, oh, the, the, it was the, a little the weird. theater. The theater I was watching with, like went ham. I was oh like, yeah, uh, same. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is he? Oh yeah, he is from your name. I was about to stand up and be like, who is that guy? I know. Yeah, I was like, does that? Like, it didn't seem. And I kind of like that. That it didn't seem very forced. It was just like, oh, look at that. It's them. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you just no. I'm going. gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give weathering with you. Gosh, I think I'm gonna give it a. B, B minus. I'm hovering between the two. Anyways, I'm going to give it a sour grade. This isn't for everybody. It's anime. However, I everyone should see your name. I think we've mentioned your name on this whole podcast over 100 times. Like We, oh, yeah. we stand your name. So, Weathering With You was a bit of a letdown. Carbon copy. I thought the visuals were great. The animation was awesome. Some of the B plots, C plots, D plots <laughs> did, not, did not land for me. And I found myself kind of getting frustrated with the movie with certain aspects, especially towards the end. There's one part I was like, what, what in the world? <laughs> so we'll get to those yeah. spoilers. Overall, yeah, B. 
again, visuals were fantastic. I thought the soundtrack was great too. Yeah, same people that did yeah. your name soundtrack. It it wasn't as good as your name. Yeah, definitely <laughs> I mean, not as good. Just the same. Jonah, what was your grade for it? What'd you give it? Honestly, C plus. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be real. Bring I, it I'll on! It I love that. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I I think I liked it slightly more than you guys. I I actually I really enjoyed some of the the um the commentary it made about climate change. It was very like it was it was very small in there. I mean, I know that it's raining a lot, and it's like a plot device to. Sh- to show the character's mood changes and to show the character's progression and their arc. But I also, I like how they talk, at one point a woman talks about how Japan originally, or Tokyo was originally underwater. And because of man, they built it up and added all these buildings mm-hmm. and kind of had that commentary there. My, I think where it falls short is I don't, I didn't care about these characters as much. I, I, what Hodaka and I don't even remember the names. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, Makoto Shinkai is an amazing director. He the original story direction, the art is phenomenal. I mean, it looks great. Not maybe not as good as your name, but it, I give it a B plus. I think it's fine. It's sour. I don't think it's for most people. I recommend your name to literally everyone I meet, whether they like anime or not. I can't do the same with weathering your, with you. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I'm. I went into your name as excited as I went into seeing Weathering with you and I came out of your name just ecstatic like I I can't believe how amazing that was oh yeah we and, saw it together Kamik dude Kimiko, that's right <laughs> did we see it there was like six of us that went and yeah, saw yeah. it yeah it, yeah I same I left your name just so excited and I I've seen it multiple times since but same after your Weathering with you I mean I mean I enjoyed watching it but afterwards thinking about all the weirdness made me just slowly start to hate it yeah uh do we want to go into spoilers yeah let's count do us it. down into spoilers okay let's do it three two one spoiler time hey guys this is jives we're about to get into some spoilers so if you're looking to skip those just jump on over to 39 minutes in this episode sweet um no one dies <laughs> So, Surprising. There we go. That's not going to ruin it for anyone. Um, I think my my I, I don't understand who that club promoter was. Was he like a child prostitution like club uh, ring owner know. or yeah, what was like, he? I didn't really get that. There were so many parts that were like, "What's happening?" I don't know. I don't exactly. care. And then and then the whole the whole at the ending with with him trying to get through the shrine and meet back up with. What was her name? I don't even remember don't her know. name. Hina, 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 Hina. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what was it. And it just Hina-ta. doesn't it doesn't work and as it, well as as your name no. did. You know, no. he's what well, 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 with Mr. Sugar is like. I actually kind of liked his character. I thought he was super chill. Yeah, I also <laughs> saw he's it like, dubbed in English too, so I'm a little oh, chapped yikes. about that. But when he's stopping him initially, being like, "Yeah, go back to the police," and then all the police come up, and then he's like, "Oh, let me flip the switch. Let me help him out. Like, let me tackle these yeah, police what? guys." And then he goes up. Like that was such a dumb change of pace. Like initially, you just should have been like, "Yeah, go get her. Like, help yes. her out." But there has to be like this whole anxious suspense with the police coming off. I thought that scene was so unnecessary. It just it just kind of drove me up the wall. I was like, "Come on! Like, you flip the switch just like that." So I did like Mr. Sugar and their little relationship that they had together yeah. and and his niece, I believe, because he thought they were together. <laughs> right, I thought yeah. that was actually pretty that was pretty funny. 
So I enjoyed their chemistry and then Hine and then their little services, but the whole B plot with the gun that he picks up at the beginning of the movie, that was that was just terrible. And then he like he's about to shoot Mr. Sugar. Okay, I'm done. That's my rant, but that, that stuff really chapped. <laughs> this me. movie was even was more dumb. serendipitous than nineteen seventeen was. Yeah. Like he meets like the the one girl at McDonald's that gives him a Big Mac, and then all of a sudden, three weeks later, in some random street twenty miles away, he's like, "Hey, I remember you. You're wearing something totally different and look totally different, but you give me a Big Mac once." Like, <laughs> I don't think I'd remember that. I don't think any of us yeah. would remember that. Ah, uh, yeah. The gun, the whole gun thing. That was just. I just. I don't understand why they needed to include that. No, because what? It, what did he didn't even use? He didn't even do anything with it at the end. Yeah, and it, it made no, him this like just, criminal just, and all this. It's just weird. He just shot that bullet, and the street camera picked it up, and they're like, "Oh, let's go, let's go find this guy. Who is this guy?" So that, I just hated that whole plot. It just it was unnecessary. It didn't need to be there, and it would have cut off like fifteen minutes of the film, which I think would have been fine. He has evaded police capture probably four or five times and the very last time that they capture him no one puts him in handcuffs and he just no one does anything yeah he just like there's like five dudes with him and he just like makes one like like euro step and makes them fall over and he leaves he's on probation (laughs) oh they don't have anyone they don't have like any guards at this jail to stop this kid from running out who's clearly his face is plastered all over tokyo I don't understand. Well, the the part that was just so strange to me is he runs away from home. He's 15, and they never mention, like, his parents. They're like, oh, they filed a missing persons complaint. They don't really. Yeah, and he's like, my "My life sucks. Like, well, how does your life suck? Yeah, that should have been been better character development to see why he ran away. I wouldn't mind to see. I wouldn't mind to see that. Like, that would have been better character development for him. But, no, we just find him on a ship. And he's just chilling in the rain and meets Mr. Sugar. So, anyways, I'm I'm, I'm bringing my grade down. B minus. We're <laughs> talking about this. But uh, the visuals were great. The soundtrack was awesome, and I did enjoy some of those aspects of the chemistry. But overall, there's definitely some plot holes oh, yeah. for this film. And I'll say it again: not better than your name. No. Sorry, <laughs> for the Angel. Time. Uh, thank you for your review, though. We love that you sent it. Um, it did not hit different, as you had insinuated <laughs> with many of your comments. Um, nope. It's uh, it was a good attempt to be something. It's original and it feels very new, but just didn't do it for us, like your name. Mm-mm. So yeah, B plus yep. for me. Sour. Sorry. So all right. We're uh, oh, this we, is going to be my favorite part of the of the take. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're, guys, we're we're here. Oh, I uh, did you guys watch the live um, reading of the nominees for the Academy Awards? No, either of you. Okay, so I watched it, and this is part of my sweet movie morsel of today. Is I've always wondered how do these movies get nominated and how does Stop. that process work? Okay, did you, did you hear I, about how it is? I was I was going to tell you, like, Keeks, please give us some background on this. So take it away. Okay. I'm glad you're bringing this up. So they describe it as basically for every category, there's a certain mem- like committee of people that work in that field. For example, the actors vote for the acting category. So anyone who's in the academy for the acting nominees you know if you've if you're a part of that group you vote for the actors and actresses who's whoever's part of the cinematography guild as they call it 
If they're a cinematographer, they vote for best cinematographer. The Directors Guild, um, animators, uh, production designers, they all have their own individual groups where they vote. So you're not getting a director necessarily who's voting for the acting nominees. nominees. They're voting for the directing nominees because they have the most expertise in that category. So it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to understand oh, this isn't just a bunch of people are going through each category. No, the people specifically assigned to cinematography, for example, are voting for the cinematographers. They're not voting for actors. I mean, I guess unless they've done both, then they might have access to both. But yeah, that's your sweet movie morsel of the day. So whenever we're going through the categories, keep in mind that the best in that field were the ones who voted for the best in that field for this past year. That makes sense. That gave a good explanation for that, guys. You, oh yeah, you, you always no, kill the yeah. explanations. And Perfect. that's that's just enlightening. Like I had no idea. That makes me respect the people who win more. I, exactly. Yeah, because I I know I've watched the 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 live streams before, but I don't feel like they'd ever explained it. Like this time, they really made to make sure. And the cinematographers guild votes for cinematography. Then they read the nominees. Yeah, well, I like that. That's apparently, uh, apparently, the whole actor guild just has a vendetta against Adam Sandler. I'm a little, little chapped about yeah, that. They, they must have Good saw a um, murder mystery and thought that misbalanced his performance. <laughs> yeah. <and> uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> misbalanced uncut gems. So, who are the snubs, guys? Who are the snubs that you were a little, little upset that they didn't get a nod? I'm gonna say Aquafina, uh, Greta Gerwig. Best director. Uh, I'm going to say Taron Egerton oh. and Adam Sandler, those two. But uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, is Greta well. Gerwig. I didn't for see sure. The Farewell. Did you see The Farewell? Josh? Oh, yeah. Amazing movie. Oh, I still, I still need to see it, but I oh, kind of incredible. agree. Amazing movie. I want movie. Aquafina in there. I want, I want an Asian. I don't. She's so known for these typecasted, like, big, uh, what is it, crazy rich Asian roles that I want her to be noticed for something more than that. Well, she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, and she didn't even and get she a wasn't nomination. Even nominated, also, so that's weird. J Lo for Best Supporting Actress in Hustlers. I'm chapped that she didn't get one either. That would have been awesome. I didn't yeah, I know see a that. lot. Of, I know a lot of people were upset about that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's just I haven't seen the two popes yet. I know Jonathan Price <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins were nodded for that. I'm definitely going to get to those two. Bef- the <sighs> farewell of the two popes. I want to watch. Antonio Banderas, I haven't seen Pain and Glory. I know that's actually got a lot of good buzz. True. So I I would have liked to see Greta Gerwig get the nod over Todd Phillips. Oh, yeah. I agree. Joker. I I think that was, I mean, I saw a good meme where it's like Martin Scorsese shaking his head with Joker getting the nod. Yeah. It's like the the (laughs) king of comedy and uh, um, uh, had, and then Taxi Driver like (laughs) in the picture. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I just, uh, I think Greta Gerwig deserved it. I think Little Women is a better movie than Joker. Oh, so yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. it makes more sense. But I don't know. That's Those are right now the snubs that I'm thinking of. And people get mad that like not as, especially for the for the women directors, like Al, they're like, why wasn't Alma Harrell you know, nominated or Lulu Wang? And it's like, Honey Boy wasn't that good. It was fine. Honey Boy was fine. But it, it doesn't deserve a Best Directing nomination. Just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, I think overall as a whole, you're always going to see snubs. You're going to see people that you liked that didn't get nominated. Shout out The Rock and Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> and We're here for you, buddy. Overall, I think it was fine. I think the nominations were pretty good this yeah. year. Gosh. And so let's let's get into our predictions. It's prediction time, baby. This is why we're here. This is why you guys signed on and listened to this pod. We are going to get into our predictions. Let me pull it up. I sent it you guys in the notes. Yeah. I have mine. I've up. got it pulled up. We'll start at the bottom. It's with sound editing okay. because I don't know how yeah. the frick this stuff works. So um So <laughs> just, yeah. Uh here are your nominations for sound editing. You have Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Now, who I think we'll go with who we think will win. Who I think will win is Ford versus Ferrari. And who I want to win is also Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to do who we think and who we want as we go over these categories. Um, who I think will win is 1917. And that's also who I want to win. What the frick is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker doing there? Yeah, I was confused at that, too. I mean, I guess because it's the last one. They're like, here, we'll throw you a bone. <laughs> you didn't win Best Picture in 1977 when you should have, so. Yeah, come on, guys. There's nothing editing. cooler than that lightsaber just, just coming on, you know? Come on. I do love I love Easy a good. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Okay. You swayed me. Yeah. I, All right, Jonah, what do you think? I think, yeah, both of mine are going to be 1917. I thought the sound editing in that was amazing. Yeah. Okay, awesome. and the the next category is sound mixing. Uh, nominations are Ford vs. Ferrari, Ad Astra, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who I think will win, 1917, and who I want to win, also Ford vs. <laughs> Ferrari. I thought the sound of Ford vs. Ferrari was awesome. Like I felt like I was there with Ken Miles and Carol Shelby. You are the biggest stan of Ford vs. Ferrari, and I think that's, <laughs> I like it. that's the best That's the best title. I love that so much. Even though I don't yeah. love the movie, I love that you love it. Um, I'm actually, I'm honestly right there with you. I think Ford vs. Ferrari is going to take it, and I'm the one that they, I, I want them to take it as well. So, I think that's great. I'm going with 1917 again on both of those. Yeah. I, I, I think... I think 1917 might take it, but it'd be cool to get Ford vs. Ferrari, you know? It, yeah. Um, yeah. Film editing. Okay. TC, go with it. Oh, gosh. Uh, n- nominations are Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. I think will win is Ford vs. <laughs> Ferrari. Again, this is the last time it'll be mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then who I want to win, just because I loved this movie, was jo- is Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do kind of, I'd like the Switched editing Switched it up in last it. minute. Yeah, I thought the editing was great. Like, I think the fil- film editing in Ford vs. Ferrari is top tier as well. Anything's those, better than Bohemian scenes. Rhapsody, so. Oh my gosh, yeah, that right was there. horrible. <laughs> I love that scene where it's like a 30 second scene, but there's like, there's like 40 cuts 45 in it. 45 cuts. <laughs> oh man. Um. Honestly, Joker's not going to win because they have that one scene going back to show you that everything he's thought has been invented in his mind. Good. Duh. Jeez. Are you kidding? Like, of course, of course, it's not real. Of course, freaking Zazie Beats wasn't into Joaquin Phillips. Not a bunch of dumb babies. Joaquin Phillips. (laughs) I I said Joaquin Phillips. 
Maybe his name is Gene Phillips. Could you imagine? His like long lost brother. Anyways, um, film editing. I think. Um, I think the Irishman is gonna take it. Yeah. But I want Parasite to take it because. Just like the framing and the editing of, there's always something separating the lower class and the upper class in the editing and the framing of each shot. And I learned that and I thought that was so cool. So I'd love to see some love go to Bong Joon-ho and his crew on Parasite. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I just want Parasite to win every single award that it can. So I'm going with Parasite. Yep. Yep. I'm right there with you. We're going to be talking more about Parasite later because... I, there's some things I want to say about Parasite. Okay, okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, original score. We have nominations. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Not that film editing and sound isn't bad, but this is, you know, all important stuff. Yeah. Anyways, original score. We have Joker nominated. And Joker was nominated for what? 11? 11, 11 awards. Oh, yeah. It led everyone with 11. Good night. I, hate, that I is, hated that movie, that you is, guys. Did you really? <laughs> I really? That's my least favorite movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. Shut up. I hated it. Wow. I absolutely hated it. All right. Let's put Oscar Dobbs on a a pause here. (laughs) Yeah. How did we not know this? Wait, wait, wait. Why? I mean. Why did you hate it? I could talk about this for an hour. (laughs) Okay. I did not like it. It was too sadistic. It was unrealistic. I feel like the acting was not good. I mean, I feel like the only thing going for Joaquin is the fact that he lost weight. I don't feel like he actually was a good actor in the movie. Really? Oh, I I wow. feel like he's the only thing that makes that movie good. Yeah, same. Um, but, you know, all hot takes are welcome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. F- fill us up with that. That, pi- that. Fill us up with that tea, baby. Yeah, I, I've i never walked tea. away from a movie so just let down and just disappointed. It was horrible. I don't... I don't know why. I don't know what people see in it. There's no story. I, I will say about Joker, as as the months have gone by, you leave that theater, and I left that theater. You feel kind of icky. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. True. And and you know I could I I think this is this movie that I think Joker is one of the most polarizing movies. I know a lot of people love love it, and there are some people that I've seen just online like you, Jonah, <laughs> that just just. Oh, I hated it. Oh man, wow, hated it. I think I think they got a little too too handsy with some rose rose colored glasses for sure. With it, not. I don't think it's a bad movie. I mean, I, I mean, okay. Um, I think, like we've said, Joaquin Phoenix really elevates that movie to a new level, and we'll talk about it when we get to best actor of sure. Who we think will win, but I've got my reasonings for why I think he will win it. Uh, I yeah. really, I was just really let down to see that Joker had the most nominations out of any other film. A little surprising, Jonah, yeah, a yeah. little surprising. Prepare, prepare yourself mentally. I think he's going to yeah. win best, best actor, which which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, original score. Let's change. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, which, no, no. So, I, I so love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joker, uh, Little Women. Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, then Star Wars: uh, Rise of Skywalker. So it was think- the laziest Star Wars <laughs> score of them all, it and it got nominated. Yeah, yeah. I, I want, and I think Little Women will win. I want Little Women just to take home the original score win. Okay, because I I loved I loved the score in Little Women. I thought it just brought good vibes and uh, created a nice atmosphere for Little Women. It 
did. Oh, I love Little Women. Um, I think Joker's gonna win, but like UTC, I would love to see Little Women win. I it. Freaking Greta Gerwig, anyone who's part of that movie, come on the pod. We Just so we can talk about it for an hour and a half. I love it. What do you think, Jonah? Who do you think is going to win original score? Um, I think Little Women will probably win, but I'm going for 1917. I really liked some of the, the moments in that From yeah, as far I, as music goes. I thought they were great. I thought it was a solid score as well for, um, what's it called, for 1917. Poor Star Wars. <laughs> um... The next one is animated feature film. We've got How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, which I'm pretty sure is on Netflix, Klaus, which is also on Netflix, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. TC, who you got? Uh, I think... <sighs> I've changed my opinion so much. I do not like Toy Story 4. <laughs> and here's why. I saw this film... And I left this film thinking, okay, that was okay. Did we need it? We didn't need it. And then I'm driving home in Provo, and I hit the biggest pothole, which causes my car to make the loudest, most atrocious noise when I steer my wheel. And lo and behold, that was a twelve hundred dollar oh. repair. So I hate Toy Story Four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I paid twelve hundred dollars for this movie. You paid twelve hundred to see Toy Story Four. <laughs> if I had I not seen Toy Story Four, I would have not had to pay that car oh, repair. After, after I hit that pothole, which I did not see on the road. I took pictures of it. I'm going like, to file a claim. Like, I am still annoyed. <laughs> Send it over to the people at Pixar. Like, F you guys, you broke my car. Seriously. <laughs> like, the car, the, my car runs fine now, but I cannot. Like, yeah, $1,200 later, it, it works yeah, fine. Toy, Toy Story 3 was great. I thought that was, you ended on that. I think Toy Story 4 is overhyped. I even forgot about that movie came out a month later. That is another <laughs> like at the, award for at, at the at, at the end of the year I was like, wow, Toy Story Four came out this year. So I want Hidden Dragon. I mean Hidden Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon, the Hidden World. I haven't even seen it, but I hope it just wipes the floor because I liked the first How to Train Your Dragon. I thought it was a fun, cute film. And Toy Story Four sucks. <laughs> so I hope it burns and crashes at the Oscars. <laughs> So Dude, I'm like go. in tears right now. I'm laughing so hard. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, I I actually um I think I would like to see Klaus win, if I'm being honest. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of good things. But who I think will win is Missing Link because Studio Leica that's behind it has done a lot of these really good stop motion movies. And kind of got snubbed, arguably, for Kubo and the Two Strings. So I think they're going to make up for it. They're going to give the Missing Link um, the award. So right there with you, TC. Toy Story 4 is not going to win if we have anything to say about it. And the Animation yeah. Guild. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> not a necessary film. <laughs> Toy Story 4 is bad. Please. I feel like the entire movie was just them in that little antique store. And and they dumbed down the best character, Buzz Lightyear. He was dumb in that movie. Like, that upset me, too. I walked out of that film. I think it gave, like, a B plus. I'm dropping that down to a C minus. Oh, my gosh. I still really liked it, though. Like, <laughs> I still think it's a good... The animation's amazing. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, not really anything that crazy special. Yeah, I'm voting for Missing Link. I think they'll, I okay. think they'll take it. Did you see it? Have you seen it? I did not, but it won the Golden Globe. 
So okay, <laughs> I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, on yeah on I'll that. give that to you. Um. All right, boys. Visual effects. Okay, here we go. <laughs> TC, why don't you read these off? Uh, yeah, I've cooled down a little bit. Okay, visual effects. We have Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. The Irishman, The Lion King. Boo! Ooh. 1917. And another Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Boo! And I'm kind of in the same boat who I think will win and who I want to win. I want Avengers Endgame to take this home. I thought the visual effects for Endgame was a blast. It was the end of the whole, what, third phase of the MCU, brought mm-hmm. everything together. The last act was an absolute blast. What a fun theater moment. And Avengers Endgame, take it home. Visual effects for me. Yeah, um, I honestly, I feel like all of these nominees are really weak, except for Avengers Endgame. What the heck is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> doing here? Did they not see the same movie we saw? I don't think that they did. That scene know. where Luke and Leia are fighting on Yavin 4 is so bad. Oh, the CGI on her face is <laughs> so bad. Oh I my wish, gosh. I wish, I wish they gave Doolittle a nod here. Too bad that didn't come out in time. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I'd rather give it to cats than Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, I'm right there with you. I think Avengers Endgame will take it. Um, the Irishman, just the scene of um, Frank, what's his name? Frank um, Sheeran trying to stomp that dude where it's clearly Robert, 80-year-old Robert De Niro trying to curb stomp someone. It looks so dumb. So, yeah, I think Star Wars, I think, not Star Wars, Avengers Endgame will take it. What about you, Jonah? Yeah, Endgame. I'm voting for Endgame. I don't know why mm-hmm. 1917's on there. I feel like there was a lot of practical effects in that and very little CGI or any visual effects. Yeah, and the times it did, it looked really weird. Like the rats? Yeah, yeah. It's like, why couldn't you just gotten a real rat? Yeah, and when he... Or like something like that, I don't when know. When he jumps off down into the water, it seems oh. kind of weird. Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so cinematography we have The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, oh. 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who I think will win. I think 1917 is going to take this. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and who I want to win, I'm kind of in the same boat. I would like either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or 1917 to win this. I think 1917 just visually was phenomenal, and the whole uh, continuous shot with them, man, crazy. And actually, I have a fun little sweet movie morsel about 1917 real quick that I want to throw in. Uh, Ryan Johnson actually tweeted this out, so credit to Ryan Johnson. It says, uh, last night at the PGA Awards, Mendes told me 1917 was actually shot in one continuous take. If an actor flubbed a line, they'd go all the way back and start again from the beginning. They paid Cumberback to watch, to show up every day and, he, and wait in that room at the end. He was there six months. <laughs> I saw this tweet. <laughs> they paid him $23 million. And it says, they had a walk, they had a production walkie stashed in the bunker. He'd wait in character a few times a day. The walkie would squawk going again imagine <laughs> i oh saw this tweet God. it made me laugh so hard yeah isn't that great gosh so i think 1917 wins best uh cinematography and it's roger deakins i mean like, oh yeah i kind of just feel like they have to give it to he's him. my favorite yeah he is he is really yeah. good I, I think this isn't i don't think this is his best work but 
it's still really good. Um, I, I, it's really hard. I think 1917 will also win, but I would love The Lighthouse to win. I would absolutely love it. Even though it's in black and white, I think the the cinematography really shines in that movie. And I don't want to say the movie is very reliant on it, but it it does elevate a lot a lot of aspects of the lighthouse. So that's what that's that's my opinion. Yeah, I'd be. Jonah. I would like the lighthouse to win, but I think nineteen seventeen. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah. I love. I really love that movie. I thought it was amazing, and especially the cinematography on that. Oh, gosh, it is. It's so cool. Holy crap. What's Visuals. in the light? I want to know what's in the light. <laughs> All right, TC, uh, take a screenplay. Uh, uh, adapted screenplay. So, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, The Two Popes, who I think will win. That is The Irishman. Uh, I have, geez, I'm like, I'm reading the book right now. Uh, I heard you paint houses. I'm not very many pages in, but just <laughs> when I finish that book, hopefully, you know, within the next coming months. But I think the adapted screenplay that Scorsese did to bring it on to the screen. He didn't. He didn't. Oh, OK. I get what you're saying. A, he directed yeah, he it. Did, he did a great job uh, of, of bringing that to the screen. And then I want uh, Jojo Rabbit to win for adapted oh. screenplay. OK. Um. I don't really know who's good. I don't who I think will win it is it's not going to be Joker. Um I don't think it'll be the two popes. I I'm with you. I think the Irishman will win, but I would love if Little Women won. I would love yeah, it. Yeah. I'm voting for Little Women. Yeah. No. Perfect. Um, original screenplay. That was easy. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay. Shouts out to Ryan Johnson. Knives Out, which is a tight screenplay. My gosh. Um, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And right back here, Parasite. A um, lot of good nominees. This is probably the strongest category that we've seen nominees in. TC, what I you agree. Got? I agree. I think who's going to win this? I think Parasite's going to win this. Oh. oh, really? And who I want to win... Knives Out. Really? Yeah. I thought Knives Out was a very tight script, as Kamiko just said. Uh, a little bit of a bounce back for Ryan Johnson after Last Jedi. And I, 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 I'm honestly fine with whoever wins this category. Mm-hmm. So Knives Out, Parasite, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those are like my top three who I would just be like, okay, cool. Like I'm fine with that. So those three. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree, I agree with TC. I would love any one of these to win. Knives Out was amazing. Marriage Story, 1917, all amazing films. But I really think they're going to give it to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I'm also right there with you. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood gets it. But shouts out to anyone who oh, wins yeah. this. That's that's awesome. It's a solid I'm glad category. they all got nominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Supporting actress. We've got Kathy Bates. In um, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and then Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Boo! J-Lo! Give me J-Lo! Anyways, um, TC, who you got? I think Laura Dern is going to win this, but I really want Florence Pugh. Yeah, that's I that's my same. That's my same. Yeah. I really want Florence Pugh to win, but I think Laura Dern, t- Laura Dern takes it. 
yeah. Who you got, Jives? Honestly, I, did, I the only movie I saw was Marriage Story out of all of these. So I'm going Laura Dern. She she killed it. <laughs> no, in Florence there. Pugh was nominated for Little Women. Oh, who's who did she play again? No. Yeah, she's uh, Amy March. Oh, she's the um, the artist. Okay, okay, okay. Still going with Laura yeah, Dern. I feel like she killed it as a as the kind of the crooked lawyer, not crooked, but kind of like really aggressive lawyer. Yeah, sure. Kind of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we have for next category, supporting actor, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Brad Pitt, and finally Joe Pesci. For me, who I think and want is my boy Cliff Booth. <laughs> Cliff Booth. I so love cool. Cliff Booth. He was my favorite part of any movie this this whole entire year of, of 2019. And I would totally be fine if Joe Pesci won. But Brad Pitt has never won an Oscar. So I yeah. think he's very deserving in Cliff Booth. He definitely brought a lot of good energy in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the chemistry between him and Leo was so fun. Oh, oh my so goodness, funny. amazing. So Off give it to charts. Cliff Booth. And I hope he wears his um, champion shirt, his shirt <laughs> the Hawaiian boots. shirt. I hope he wears that to 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 get his to get his hardware because he deserves it. So yeah, once upon a time, Cliff Booth. Cliff come Booth. Get your award. Oh yeah. And if you don't get an Academy Award, come to the Sweet Film Talk. We'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you my um, championship trophy I won when I played on Chubb's team in soccer. <laughs> it's, it's my most prized possession. Um. My honestly, I'm I'm kind of the opposite of UTC. I really want Brad Pitt to win, but I think every year you get a weird winner, and I think Joe Pesci is going to be that weird winner for supporting actor. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, leading actor. This I I saw who Jonah had put in our uh, group chat for best actor, and I was like, I wonder why he thinks this. Now I get it. Um, <laughs> leading actor, Antonio Bandera, Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Ooh. Jonathan Price for The, <laughs> the Two Popes. Boo. But uh, that's okay. Jonathan Price, you're fine. Um, lead actor, TC. Go for it. I, th- I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. And I want Joaquin Phoenix to win or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Either of those mm-hmm. two. I, I really think Joaquin Phoenix. I know I know we disagree about this, Jonah. It's all good. It's all but good. I think Joaquin Phoenix just killed it as Joker with him losing the weight. Uh, his laugh was very, very uncomfortable and uneasy. And he, I think he, he was the reason that that movie was what it is. You know what I mean? That I think it's a, a B good, minus at best without him. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, I agree. That's its I ceiling, agree. I'd say. So I think Joaquin Phoenix is time for him to get his Oscar, and I think he was all chips in for Joker. So yep. he wins. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, so as I was talking earlier, I think Joaquin Phoenix wins. He does give a great performance, but I think he wins more for the fact that he's been snubbed so many times in the years past. I mean, for The Master, for her, for Walk the Line. Um, so I think he takes it home this time. Who I would love to see win, probably also him. I would also love to see Adam Driver take one home because I think he's kind of next up on that list. Antonio Banderas maybe too. I don't know. I haven't seen Pain and Glory. But yeah, I think Joaquin takes it. All right, <laughs> All right Jonah, let's... <laughs> Let's throw some more of our turds on top of Joaquin. <laughs> I okay. First of all, I'm voting for Leonardo. He did okay. such a good job in that movie. 
He's really fun. Oh yeah. yeah. He's got some great scenes. Um, I just, I don't see what Walking Phoenix did. I just don't understand it. I just feel like he lost a lot of weight. He was really skinny and that's all. I don't see anything else. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I love it. And it, do, do not apologize anymore. No one, no one apologize yeah. for having an opinion. Okay. Don't did we do watch it. the same? Did we watch the same movie, Jonah? He, okay. Come on. All he I'm does playing, playing. is <laughs> he just laughs. Like that's not that does not warrant an Oscar. It's just like his laugh, and then he has like three lines in the movie. It's like him walking around laughing. That's what I felt his, like. His, and dancing. His, and dancing. His facial expressions were good. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I can agree with that, but I just didn't okay. see it. It just felt so lifeless. That movie just felt, I don't know. I hated it, you guys. Straight up. <laughs> no. I, just fine. I think that's just fine. Leading actress, we got Cynthia er- Erivo in Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Frick, put Aquafina there. And then Renee Zellweger for was it Judy? Did you see Judy? Do any of <laughs> you guys know anyone that saw Judy? I think my mom saw nope. it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, uh... I think Scarlett Johansson's gonna win. Okay. I think she's gonna win. And I want Sir Ronan to win from Little Woman. I, uh, I love her monologue so about su- women near the end yeah, of the movie. I thought she was so sweet and I loved her in Lady Bird. I think she's just the new up-and-coming actress in our she's time today. She's been nominated twice previously, two or three yeah, times before. she's young, too. So mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan, I would like her to win. So either or, Scarlett or Saoirse, I like yeah. their performances. Um, I want Scarlett Johansson to win, and I actually think that she will win. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, she did an amazing job. But I, yeah. I do want Saoirse to win, but I think Scarlett's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for a lot of these, as long as it's Scarlet or Saoirse, yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Same. Even give it to Cynthia Erivo. I, I don't care if she wins either. Just don't give it to Charlize <laughs> Theron or Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah. Even though I think actually Renee Zellweger might take it. Serious? Ah, she's won so many of these acting awards for that role. I don't know why. I haven't seen it, but apparently she's yeah. really good. Okay, moving on to director. We have Todd Phillips, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, Bong Joon Ho, I think. Ooh, I think Sam Mendes is going to win this. You do really? I think he's going to win it. But I want, mm. I want our boy Bong Joon Man. I <laughs> Give want it to him Bong, to take baby. it home. I think that'd be awesome for foreign film Parasite to take it home for the director and his vision for that movie was fantastic. I'm honestly fine with anybody winning besides Todd Phillips. Yeah, for <laughs> <Same>. for this. <laughs> Yeah, I, which was which is funny. Like, I mean, we talked about it. You know, I I like Joker. I thought it was a good film. I just don't think he, he like like you said, Keeks without Walking Phoenix, it's a B minus type movie. So, all these other directors really brought an awesome vision to their films. I mean, they, Todd Phillips brought a good vision for Joker too. Oh, but of course, without Walking Phoenix, I mean, actors make the ball roll as well as directors, mm-hmm. of course. So, but yeah, those are, those are my predictions. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm the same thing. I think, man, I think Bong's going to take it, and I want him to take it. There's just something, something's pulling me towards Bong, baby, and I would really like to see it. Yeah, I feel like Parasite's going to win a lot. I really do, and I think Bong is going to win this. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's go, Bong Bong Joon-ho. 
Go smoke some bongs to celebrate, please. I just, it, I literally just <laughs> thought of kicking and screaming. You know, Byung-sun, the little Asian boy? And Mike Dicka keeps calling him Bing Bong. <laughs> he's like, he's watching the game through binoculars and he scores. He goes, way to go, Bing Bong! Way to go, Bong. We hope you win. Yeah, go Bong. All right, to the last most coveted award. Best picture. We this have... goes to the producers of the pictures as well. I always thought it went to the director, but no, it goes to the producer that produced the film. Oh, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like Harvey Weinstein, as much of a gross dude he is, he's got a lot of Best Picture Oscar awards. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So Best Picture. Wow, this is a pretty, uh, pretty stacked lineup. Yeah. It's- Who I think think will win i think joker's gonna win you guys oh, are you serious my. i really? really think i think joker's gonna win i do i think that so that's my prediction for thinking who's gonna win i want to win i mean look at the past best pictures we have green book which was very just hit the press people did not like that i think a lot of people don't like the best pictures that win let's be real a lot of people were mm. upset that green book won i, I liked green book what True. lady, the shape of water? Oh my gosh! gosh. Terrible. That one best picture. You, <laughs> I so, hated Shape of Water. I, I mean, recognize it's at, a good book. Good you're looking at this it. track record of these best picture movies that have won. You're like, ugh. So that's, that's who I think's gonna win. I really point. think Joker's oh gonna win. Just, that's a, Twitter's gonna implode. <laughs> that is a amazing point, dude. I and honestly, I was reading something. Best picture winners generally have nominations in those acting categories. Joker's got it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also has it. I think they're a sneaky choice to win, but I'd love Parasite to win it. Yeah, and I I want Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite to win. That's a toss-up for me. I I think Once Once Upon Upon a Time time in Hollywood will win. Or Parasite. But I want Parasite. I would be thrilled. So, But you want Parasite? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Favorite movie of last year. I'll take it. I want it. Yeah. Give me all the bongs, baby. (laughs) The glass bongs, the ceramic bongs, <laughs> the bong Jun hoes, all of them. I want them. I seriously yes. think Parasite's going to win Best Picture. I really do. They're going to yeah. give it to him. I know it. I would want Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win, but I also would just love to see Parasite win. Has there ever been a foreign film that's won? Nope, no. Never. And I feel like this is like the first time that there's a foreign film that actually has a chance of winning and that actually deserves yeah best picture i actually thought roma was gonna take it last year i was pretty convinced that roma was gonna win best picture yeah yeah uh yeah i I remember that so when are the oscars is it february 9th um no it's a little bit uh no i think you're right i think you're right february 9th hold on let's see keep keep talking hold on so right now what about um, Ford? What a Ford versus Ferrari is. How tight would that be? Oh my <laughs> Just for you, Keith. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seriously fine. February with 9th. Non- You're right. February 9th. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. You know me. I know. It's a little bit. <laughs> I would than love normal. again. Once upon a time in Hollywood or Parasite to win. Those two, if they won, I'd be absolutely hyped. Wow. If Joker wins, oh that's gonna gosh. kill me. If Joker wins, I'm telling you, I, I think that I think he's gonna win, oh. and we're gonna come to that podcast and be like, "Yep, TC, you were right." I I do so. not think that Joker's gonna win. 
I really don't. Yeah. Parasite, baby. Oh, Parasite. man. Calling it. I'm going Parasite. All right. So, Jives, to wrap this podcast up, this has been our longest podcast. What a time. By a lot far. A lot of content. Let's wrap up. We want to hear, we do this with every guest, and not you're not a guest to us. You are a <laughs> beloved team member. But let's hear it. Let's hear your top five, starting from five all the way up to one. This is hard, you guys. This is very hard. And I can't do the five to one. I'm just going to do any order, just random order. Okay, that's Perfect. fine. Yeah, great. And I'm, I'm literally going to do this live. I have a list of like 30 movies in front of me right now, and I'm just going to pick them as we go. <laughs> My top five. I'm starting off with Kill Bill, both one and two. Ah, sweet. I love Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. I've loved that my whole life. It's always going to be my one of my favorite films. Kill Bill. Next movie, Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. Okay. That's a cool pick. <laughs> we just talked about that a couple takes ago. Love it. Next, have you guys seen At Eternity's Gate? Oh, the uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. The I didn't see it. No. Oh my goodness! Incredible movie. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, this came out in 2018. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Yeah, he plays Vincent Van Gogh, and it's just an amazing movie. Like it has such a vibe to it, and each scene is just like perfect with the cinematography, the music, just the way the movie feels is just incredible. You guys got to see it. Pretty, pretty stacked mm-hmm. cast. Yeah, it's it's amazing. He's got William Dafoe. William Dafoe, count me in. It's amazing. So that's three. Okay. Here, here's a weird one. Have you seen Enter Through the Gift Shop? Yes. I absolutely yep. love that movie. Absolutely love it. And the that's a great oh, it's a great documentary. And the reason I like it so much is because it there's so much kind of confusion around the story about like what the truth actually is, like what. If it was all orchestrated by Banksy or if that guy is even a real artist or a real person. And so it's just so interesting the way Banksy made it and made it seem like it's kind of like a fake documentary. Because I think it's all uh, orchestrated by Banksy. I thought you said enter through the, the gift shop. I was like, where is this? I can't find it. It's exit through the gift shop. <laughs> wow. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, it's exit through the gift shop. My bad. Okay. Oh. Uh, I thought you said exit. I thought you, I thought you said enter, and I, thought, I was like, oh, maybe you said exit. Yeah, I know I what you meant. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just it's really well done. And then to wrap it up, I'm gonna say Princess Mononoke. Ah, that's a great choice. I love Princess Mononoke. I don't. It's actually yeah. It's up there with my favorite of the Ghibli's. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's my favorite. I love Howl's Moving Castle, too. Oh, that's, that, really that's amazing, one. too. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah. I have seen one of your five, Jonah. <laughs> Holy crap. I got some homework to do. Kill Bill is technically one movie yeah, with yeah. part one and two. So if you want to give one more, you can give one more. Okay. Um, Beautiful Boy. What? Have you? Oh. Have you seen that? Okay. <laughs> no, it was the Timothy Chalamet one from last year, yeah. right? Did you not like it? No. Steve Carell. I didn't see it. I, I didn't hear much about it. So oh, no. I, I loved it. it I just... Just branching out. I really... I thought you were going to be like saying Fast and Furious, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. <laughs> this is this is a variety. 
I yeah, I mean, I just really connected with the story in Beautiful Boy. You guys need to see it. It's amazing, and the music yeah. is amazing. A lot of the movies that I like are really kind of atmospheric. So like music's a big part of okay. it. Cinematography is a big part of it. Just the way the film like feels. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jives, you've helped us rebrand the pod. Any movie you ask me to see, I will see it. You drove two hours for Weather with You. <laughs> I drove the least two I hours and paid forty dollars to see Weather with You. I mean, at least when I drove three hours, I at least got to see Zombieland Double Tap. I didn't have to sit through. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I got some uh, some Texas Roadhouse rolls. I didn't have to watch oh, Weathering with You for that long. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Love that. Great. Wow. That, that I love. Those are great movies. Those are some. I like that movies that I haven't seen that people really like because it's like, okay, this person likes it. Let me like tune in and watch it and see why they like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to put those on deck. Yeah, Add that to the long list deck. of movies to watch. Exit Through the Gift Shop at one point was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but I think that's where I first saw it. Or Hulu, one of the two. Yeah, that's that's just a crazy movie. Loved it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Gosh. What a take. Are you Man. kidding me? <laughs> what a take. It has been... I've been fully invested this whole time. We hope that you guys have as well, because we've had a blast giving you... All sorts of news and takes and everything today, because next week we've got a very different take for you guys. TC, why don't you why don't you give them a little taste of next week? Next week we are talking all about Blues Clues and what happened to the lead actor. You really pulled that one out, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> You, that was the most improv joke I think we've tried to have on this take. Uh, no, what are we talking about next week? IMDb? Is that what we're doing? Yes, that's what we're doing. We're doing the sweet 250. Uh, let's go. We're doing uh, 250 gonna, to 241, and we're going to... Then we're going to do The Gentleman as well. Oh. Hopefully. Oh, I thought we were just doing the 250. Okay, we could do that. Because... I don't know, dude. I, I only have like three more to watch. I think you have like all ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a that's a that's a bulk. But I can do it. I can. You do can it. do it. Yeah, I can. Tomorrow's a day off. Put that time in, baby. Yeah. Whew. Good luck watching the Legend of Nineteen Hundred. That movie was a slog. <laughs> oh. Drink a monster while I watch it. Yeah, you might just have to, dude. Live on your phone while you watch it. It'll help pass the time. <laughs> um, but thank you, everyone, for watching. Take 67. Jives, we love you, dude. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on you and making this awesome. pod the way that it is. Yeah, you guys are Sweet awesome. Film talk. I'm stoked to help. 2020. Love it. Will you, will you send us out with a sweet? TC, do you got anything else? Uh, I think drives. Yeah, send us out drives. That's it. That's everything. I've said. I've said my piece about Toy Story Four. I'm ready. Awesome. It's been awesome. It's been real. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet.